fucking idiot. That's all I'm saying. I know. You gonna name it yet, or? Fucking disgrace. <laughs> so, just so people are clear with what the fuck is going on here. I'm guessing a lot of people will know who that is. You're wearing the fucking t-shirt and you don't even know who I it is. I Maiden. Yeah, it took you a while to get it though. Fuck, already angry. <laughs> what an amazing start to the 14th Press X podcast. I can only assume I would have got it, but I didn't have my headphones on. So that's no, so sorry, Ben. We, we're running out of headphones. You can take these if you want. because I'm. But for copyright reasons, we should mention what the song was. Well, no, we don't have to because it's not like we're actually getting any money. No. <laughs> so there's no money to pay them. So they can sue us for zero dollars if they like. Or, or accreditation. So it's actually... Uh, oh, that's awkward. Fear of the Night. So go. yeah. So Fear of the Night by Iron Maiden. And Excellent. Yeah, Kurt's, Kurt's wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt and, and didn't know what the song was. Yeah. So, no, I knew who it was, but I couldn't... It was, yeah, that, was, that was a real cheap shot of me too. Just deliberately picking something that was from your t-shirt. Just having a <laughs> go at you. We should get into it. Yeah. So Kurt knows now that he can dictate the intro song by wearing various t-shirts. Yeah, okay. I'm going to remember that one. I'll see if he has any carnival or something like that. No, I don't know. He had sort of dumb music. They're Aussie, man. They're cool. <sighs> not around anymore. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, so we'll get down to the... Oh, we should probably introduce ourselves. Yeah, we should probably yeah. introduce ourselves. Well, you're meant to be leading. I'm having to do your job because you're slack. Oh, I'm trying to go off script. Going rogue. Going rogue. Go rogue. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Kurt. And I'm Ben. And I'm Nick. So welcome to PressX Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully you can check out the website, have a look at our podcast updates and check out what actually we talk about in the podcast yeah. each week. PressX.com.au. Yeah, you can search for us on iTunes as well. Easy yeah. way to go about it. And Download it. Yeah, rate us. You know, yeah. All that sort of stuff. It's pretty and easy. subscribe. It's not hard to click on the five star one. It's just, no. it's kind of a default function. And a five like, or a one. Either yeah. way, we're not fast. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd prefer the five, just <laughs> chucking it out there. Yeah, but you know, p- people don't understand that there's a two, three, or four. It's kind of either they go one or love five. it or despise yeah. it. I know, but in a couple of episodes ago, you did finish the episode by saying some people are searching for one-star podcasts. I'm listening to that back. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> did I say they were searching for one-star? I might have been joking, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. we'll see. All right. Well, the usual uh, script, even though we're going rogue and off script, is to talk about what we've been up to. Or so we're going to talk about what's happening. What's happening? What's happening? Hold the theme song. Well, I'll start this week because I haven't started for a while. Gaming-wise, I've been playing, well, Skyrim, as you could imagine. Modern Warfare 3, in particular, the multiplayer. Oh, I've got another bone to pick with that game. <laughs> uh, in particular, the multiplayer. And i uh, played a bit of Diablo 2 and Civ 5. In preparation for Diablo 3, or just got a craving? No, 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 I got a bit of a craving, but it was in a bit of preparation for Diablo 3. Alright, so let's talk about Modern Warfare, and, that's what I want to talk well, about. Right. And uh, Star, Star Wars The Old Republic. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that soon, because that's actually a good discussion. But Modern Warfare 3, I have another bone to pick with this game. Oh, here we go. So, well, I already, I already mentioned it to the guys, but I played through the single player campaign, and it had all those things that really pissed me off about Modern Warfare games. Wait, so... Last episode, you made your little kind of apology spiel. Well, I, 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 I'm not... I think both games are pretty poor, actually, really, when it comes down to... Both games have good multiplayer, pretty poor single-player yeah, campaigns. He's taking a comparison out of the equation here. And he's yeah, just no going, comparison. Straight Modern Warfare Straight Modern 3, Warfare 3. Battlefield off the table. I just want to get this clear. You hadn't finished the game when you were saying that. No. Now that you have <laughs> finished, are you taking that back? No, I'm not taking that back. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 this was a different argument. This was an argument between between the two games. This isn't so much an argument between the two games. This is more critiquing of modern warfare. 
So I'd appreciate it if they would stop making me carry people around the fucking map while everyone shoots at me and I can't do anything and I constantly die even though I can only press forward. That's the only function I've got. Can't dodge bullets. Is this like an escort mission kind of thing? Uh, it's more when a player gets injured like every goddamn yeah, thing. Except I mean, for in this one, you don't officially carry him. You protect the dude that is carrying him. No, no, there's a couple of carrying scenes. There's I think three other carrying scenes uh, in it. Okay. Yeah, and okay. you carry him before you protect him. But protecting, was, protecting was really easy. Yeah. In fact, you didn't have to do anything. They could You could just run and hide yeah, and wait for him to come. That's what I did. Yeah. yeah uh, and the other thing is, stop putting me on a fucking turret and making me kill about 80 guys as they all shoot at me at the same fucking time. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. But you're not allowed to... You can't get off the turret or anything like that? No, you can't. Or you, you can, but you still take damage while you get off. Yeah. But there are some, there are some levels where you sort of... Start, no, you can't, you like, can't duck. Onto it. You okay. can't duck or anything like that. And it's an open turret as well. It, it's... It was just basically timing, and if you didn't time it perfectly, you would die. And especially playing it on veteran, you would. Yeah. This one it was stupid. That that pro that gripe, irrelevant gripe you actually have, um, I think actually fits with all first person shooters. In in all honesty, like they all put you on a turret, they all make you do a vehicle mission where it's just like, can you survive being bombarded by incoming rounds long enough for the scripted scene to end? Yeah. Um, because it's something that we see in all the Call of Duties, all the battlefields, or you know, most of the battlefields. Medal um, of Honors and Medal of Honors, whatever ones they want. Yeah, all of those games. Any, any shooter. The, yeah. And, um, I've got even in Gears of War and things like that, they stick yeah. you on a turret occasionally. Yeah, yeah certainly in uh, Gears 2 is one that I will always remember being on, having one person driving, one person on the turret while the uh, bats are chasing you. Gears, Krell, Krell. Gears, Gears one on the on the plane on, on the train as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um yeah those that train level was that was a bitch. I played yeah. that like a fifty times on insane. Yeah, yeah. so it's pretty it's pretty common that people don't like that, but they seem to keep putting it in games. I think is it just they want to pad out time? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's just filler. But I'm not. This will this will guarantee so, they have yeah. to do it for ten minutes because yeah. we require a ten minute before that cutscene before the before the, the 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 checkpoint is added. I think it's also because if they didn't do it. They would always risk the chance of people going, well, it was the same the whole way through. It was yeah, that's, one day. that's what I think it is. It's, it's to break up what you've just been doing. And add a bit of variety. Yeah, without throwing another, you know, CG. So they put in something fucking annoying so that yeah. people go, oh, I'm glad I'm back to the other stuff now. Yeah, and that's it. And then you appreciate the rest of the game rather than feeling bored that you're doing the same crap over and over again. There are plenty of other things they could do. Yeah, I don't, I don't really mind it as much, but it does sound like this... Call of Duty thing, maybe they could have tweaked the difficulty or something a little yeah. bit. But then again, if you're playing it on veteran, they you expect are, it. Yeah, but challenge. you're playing it on veteran and you you play it about thirty times it, before it you luckily takes, just happen to get through. Yeah, it kind of takes skill out of the game, and becomes luck after that, and it happens with some stuff. The main thing, um, yeah, because sometimes sometimes you shoot the like there'll be an exploding barrel or something yeah, like that you can shoot to blow up the enemies on that section. Sometimes you shoot it and one of them will die. Sometimes you shoot it and all of them will die. Okay, which yeah, game? The, you want a bit more uh, consistency, that's true. Yeah. Which game was the one where you... Was it Gears of War or was it Resistance where you had to shoot all the barrels on the... Like, there was a, the achievement to hit all the barrels on the roof, but it was basically a giant vehicle section, um, and you're going across a roof full of guys, and then also a big creature, you had to blow out specific points on his body. Can't tell you didn't play it. No. Resistance 1 didn't have... Achievements. So no, it wasn't Resistance One. It would have been Resistance Two. Would be my guess. It might have been Resistance Two. That that had that massive boss. Yeah, but either way, there's a lot of that sort of stuff where it's like you know, shoot the creature. You know, that sort of you're on a turret, and you have to shoot the creature at a specific time, or 
you know, in a specific area, because you're on the rails, it's not like you hover over the spot till you actually Yeah, so if you miss it, then that's yeah. your opportunity yeah. gone. Yeah, that's frustrating too. And that happens a bit too much. Oh, no, I'm th the one I'm thinking of is Bullet Storm. It's at one of the scenes in that. But it, it is something that comes up in a lot of games. It's not just the main shooters. But yeah. Well, maybe they should all stop doing it. Cool. Movies-wise, haven't really seen anything, you know, sort of movies and then TV, the usual shows, so... And music, the usual music, so I haven't really been doing anything original this week. Um, but yeah. Just lots of Skyrim. Yeah, and my birthday kind of took a, you know, a little time out of that. Oh! Yeah. I was hoping someone would mention it, you know. Oh, well. But yeah, so Ben, what have you been up to? I've been... I saw a couple of movies this week. Cool. The first one I saw was Immortals. Apparently it's pretty shit. Which it one's was, that? That's like the one that is pretty much 300. Right. Well, it's just Greek gods. Yeah, yeah. Greek gods. And, right, I did see there were a couple of scenes in the trailer that looked really good. The one where they're on, like, like it's the sky as the background and they're all just fighting. That's pretty much the closing shot of the movie. Oh, really? I think they just chucked that in there for well, know, I think the it's trailer, a painting, basically. isn't it? Is it a painting or something? I, I don't know. It kind of transitions into a sculpture or something. Well, I think there was a painting that is that. Or, or it looks very similar. There is a, there I is do a, know the one that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it, might, it might be a god scene or something like that with, with angels everywhere or something along the lines of that. Yeah. But it reminded me of it. I know, it was okay, it wasn't mind-blowing or anything. There was some awesome special effects and it was pretty obvious that... The story was pretty average. Yeah, well, I thought that some of the uh, action scenes, like, it's all about the gods. Like, the movie's called Immortals, but there's very few... Like, the Immortals aren't as big a part of the movie as you would hope. So, uh, there's, like, some awesome scenes where the Immortals come down to Earth and kick some ass, but there definitely could have been more of that or more fighting between the Immortals themselves. It's mostly about... Uh, the main character Theseus and uh, his, you know, taking on. Who's just a very powerful human, isn't he? Yeah, and he gets like a magical bow and that kind of stuff. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, there's some cool elements to the movie. I'm not going to say it was, you know, not worth my time or anything, but uh, yeah, it's not, you know, mind blowing either. And the reason I saw it is because the In Betweeners movie was sold out, which <laughs> I did see on the weekend as well. Um, and yeah, it's amazing how popular this movie has been because. The first session I went to was sold out, and then luckily we pre-booked for the second session because it was packed as well. And for anyone who has seen the TV show, you kind of know what to expect. But I didn't think the show was even that popular. I mean, I was a big fan of it, but I didn't realise so many people were. Yeah. But you could tell definitely the audience at this movie was all fans of the show. Adolescent kids our age, which uh, was kind of fun to see. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was good. But again, it's kind of like a long episode of the show. Yeah, I was, they, well, sorry, I was gonna say I wasn't a big fan of the show, so it'll be interesting to see if the movie sort of still reaches out to people who didn't see the show or for that matter didn't particularly like the show. I think you could definitely watch it having not seen the show. Yeah. Like it introduces all the characters and it's not, you know, the most complicated backstory that you won't yeah. be able to follow it. Uh, I think people who have seen the show will be able to appreciate it more. Does it visually look better than what the show did? Because the show kind of looked like a low-budget, suburban filming? Um, maybe a little bit, but definitely one of the first things... Still got things, that same style? Yeah, one of the first things I noticed was that it just didn't look that great. Okay. Um, maybe it's just because I've seen so many awesome HD projected movies and this one, you know, wasn't as crisp. But, uh, yeah. What um, aspect, ratio, aspect ratio was it in? I have, to, I have to assume it was full widescreen. I didn't notice it not being... Okay. Yeah. But a lot of these things, when they take it from the TV shows, they use a lot more TV-style camera sort of shots yeah. to keep the same feel. It's the so opening scene, I thought, well, was... I mean, there, there, is, there are TV shows that have 
brilliant cinematography. No, 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 no. But these sort of films, it's uh, uh, in between, is even though it's more of a drama, skins and stuff like that. They don't shoot like as if it's a big budget sort of drama. They no, yeah. No, that's, what, that's what I was asking. I was wondering whether they whether they didn't. I will say the opening they shot. They obviously are trying to establish it as something more than a TV show where they've got this zoom in effect right from the sky down to the suburbs and then there's a tracking shot all around the neighbourhood and that looks pretty cool going through different windows of the houses and that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, for the most part, the movie isn't visually amazing, but it is, you know, bloody funny and it's that teen comedy kind of British uh, humour that you can get away with a bit more than typical American film and everything. Well, I asked about aspect ratio because I went and saw Moneyball and it was in 16 by 9. Yeah. And I instantly walked in there and went, this film might be ruined for me because it's in 16 by 9. I don't know. 16 by 9 at least means it's going to go back to your TV nicely. Well, normal, normal full widescreen goes back to your TV normally. Yeah, but no, you get black bars. Yeah, but it looks good. No, I know, but I'm just saying. Because the movie has black bars, yeah, really. Yeah, I'm just saying it sort of gives that sort of thing where it means uh, when it does project to your TV, it will be more like a TV show full screen. Yeah, I guess, but I, I don't like... 16 yeah. by 9 for films. I think 16 by 9 is very limiting in what you can see on the film. Well, I think you just get used to it. Yeah. And so when it's I, did, I certainly got used to it, but I, I, I did feel that I, I would have thought there will be a full widescreen print and I was just in a bad cinema. Because it still gets me uh, sort of offside every now and again when I see an old TV show that's in 4 by 3 or a movie that's even in 4 by 3 and you're like, well, this sort of... Takes yeah, me that, that's a lot it's more It's pretty jarring. rare. You see, yeah. most movies are... I don't, I don't think I've... can't remember the last time I saw a real movie, like a... You know, a Hollywood movie, even the ones from the 40s. I think... That was in 4x3, because yeah. most of them are, are filmed, or were yeah. filmed on film, which yeah. is inherently widescreen or 16x9, yeah, even some, back then. There's some old sort of D-grade films from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Still, yeah. You know, yeah, I think if, unless it's very old or uh, very low budget, then probably yeah. it's not going to be 4x3. But, um, yeah, I don't think, you know, walking to a cinema and seeing it Full widescreen or sixteen by nine is as jarring as you know four by three or sixteen. I, I just think I just think visually, a sixteen by nine image isn't the same as full. Full widescreen has a, a quite a panoramic style. Yeah. And when you when you look at a movie that's in full widescreen, they can do more because they have more within the side. So certainly when they move something to the left or the right, when they, whether, yeah. whether it's mise en scene or anything like that, it actually looks a lot. It, it can it can it can draw certain elements that you can't. I haven't seen, but certainly from what I've gained from looking at the you know the trailers and stuff, it looks like though it's got a decent cast, it's made to look almost low budget because it's all about the team not having a great deal, you know, being, you know, not financially well off. So no, you can you can still you can still make make it look low budget, but still do it in yeah, high no, def and like, high quality. But sixteen by nine helps that sort of feel to it a bit as well. Sometimes it doesn't look as. I guess I think I think it's quite low grade to to be doing a film in sixteen by nine. I'd be surprised if it's a Brad Pitt movie that isn't filmed in full. Yeah, I, I do think it was just a case I was in the shit cinema yeah, and well, at the at the venue, and it was just yeah, yeah, only was capable of that. Yeah, because it, it was quite it was quite it was a lot it was a smaller screen than what I thought yeah. it should have been. Okay. But, well, I'm still planning on seeing it at yeah, some stage, it. so I'll, I'll report back. Yeah. I think it is the kind of thing that only the hardcore people like us will notice. A lot of people yeah. couldn't even give a shit. But, That's uh, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I do have the same reaction when I walk into a film. I think Shark Night 3D was the last one that I had the same reaction. But yeah, anyway, so... Sorry, I was just looking, I was just checking out the trailers and the footage and stuff, and there was one that was in widescreen. Okay. Cool. Speaking, so, speaking of trailers, before... In between is they showed a trailer for a movie that I'd never even heard of that looked quite cool called Project X. No. Yeah, I think it's one to watch. comes out next year. 
cool. And it's kind of one of those found footage movies or, you know, handy cam film yeah. kind of horror. Play, play which, no, that, I don't think it's a horror film. It's potentially got some of that in it, but judging from the trailer, it looked more like it's a party that kind of gets out of hand. Oh, okay. And it's made by, I think, the director of The Hangover. Oh, okay. Um, but it doesn't look like a straight up comedy or anything. Um, it's, it kind of made sense to have a advertise it before in between is just because it's party aspect yeah it sort of fits that yeah the same same kind of audience will probably go to see it but uh, i'd never even heard of it kind of snuck up on me but the trailer was impressive speaking of uh, trailers yeah have you seen the hunger game trailer or the hunger yeah, games i did see that funnily enough i think uh, supposedly it's gonna be the next twilight basically right. don't it's it's a sci-fi well in terms a of sci-fi series those, it's a book yeah it's yeah a, books to films yeah it's a trilogy big series yep basically it's actually looking like it's going to be quite a good film well it sounds cool like the basic premise from what i can tell is high school students have to compete in a battle royale for one one high school student from each school i think yeah from districts or something yeah where uh, they have to basically be the last person alive in uh, like a game of death which i was a huge fan of the uh, japanese battle royale film yeah. and those kind of movies and so this is a it's it's a it, it's like a teen teen novel yeah. But it's it's transcending across there, and it's got Liam Hensworth in it. It's also got uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who was nominated for Winter's Bone, uh, Winter's Bone for Best Actress. Cool. And looking at the trailer, it looks like it's going to be well acted. There's a lot of dialogue in the trailer compared to you know a lot of other movies where they they cut out the dialogue to hide poor acting. Yeah. And I think it, it's it's probably going to be able to transcend that teen to adult. Yeah. And actually do quite a good job. So it could be interesting to see how that so goes. It's going to be like Series Seven, The Contender. No. Did you not. see uh, Winter's Bone at all? No, I didn't. I'd be curious of, you know, how her acting holds up, but yeah, uh, yeah judging from the trailer, I am definitely interested in that film as well. Was cool. Winter's Bone bad or? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I was, I was just wondering. I think she does a lot of odd films, if, if that's a way to put it. She does a lot of left of centre films, so this will be interesting to see if, how, how they bring her into a mainstream market. Yeah, well, sure. We'll have to wait and see. All right, so that's it for you. Did you oh, just, I gaming? did want to mention one more thing. Um, I listened to the Childish Gambino album this week. It's called Camp. Do you know anything about that? No. No? I'll have a look at it now. It's by Donald Glover from Community. Oh, okay. And this is basically his rap album. And I was a big fan of it. It's pretty cool. Um, it just came out a couple of weeks ago. And basically, I think he's had a few EPs or live uh, albums. But this is his first you know, studio album. And yeah, I was really impressed. It's uh, for a debut album, especially. It's pretty cool. The guys. I think it's his fourth. From what I said here, is his first first studio. studio album. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So uh, you're right. You bang on. The the guy's done like acting and community, and he's very funny in that. He's got stand up comedy, which his Comedy Central special is awesome. So it's impressive for him to be so busy and so good at all these different areas. And uh, speaking from, it appeals to the kind of nerdy yeah. side of things, like. The first single that I listened to, he references Toe Jam and Earl, the uh, Mega yeah. Drive game, and there's certainly you know a lot of nerdy uh, film and video game references all throughout it. And then the last track, which I thought was really cool, he kind of does this seven-minute monologue about his time at holiday camp with the, this girl that he had a crush on, and it's just a cool way to end the album. So yeah, I uh, definitely recommend it, even if you know, cool. not into the rap hip hop thing. It is a bit different and worth checking out. I, I can uh, definitely say that will be up there for my favorite albums of the year so far. Okay. Cool. And for, for that lady out there that's listening, that one lady, oh, he's, yeah. he's quite he's quite good looking. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a pretty charming looking fellow and he dresses relatively sharply. 
if you do say so yourself. So did you go through any, any games or anything? Nothing really no, nothing tickling your fancy? Ah, well. That's all for me. All right. So I saw Moneyball. That's probably the main movie I saw, which is a really good movie. How do you like the aspect ratio? Oh, fuck that aspect ratio. <laughs> but I, besides that, I, I was drawn in pretty quickly. Okay. And I, I didn't really pay attention to the aspect ratio from them, which I guess is a good thing. But I, was I think I would have enjoyed it more if it was a little bit more cinematic than it was. Yeah, right. This movie's been out for a few weeks and I haven't seen it. And then all of a sudden, everyone's talking up Moneyball, so it feels like you know I have to get on this. Especially thing. from you, who sees every film that comes out. Well, I am a Brad Pitt fan, and I think he's one of the best actors of our generation. I think I'll probably mention it to you guys, but I think he's really, by being in Thelma and Louise, he has been pigeonholed by mainstream media, who almost neglect the fact that he is a much better actor than most people that act in the acting business. Yeah. They always go, hunk Brad Pitt and show his abs from that scene, or they go, Brad Pitt from the Ocean's Eleven series. And really, he's done some of the some of my favourite films and really some films that people go nuts for. And cool. some very, very creative films. Uh, speaking of that film, Journey Hill was great. Philip Seymour Hoffman was great. Well acted and quite, quite, a, quite a clever film. And it was very well directed and I, I enjoy baseball films, so... Yeah, I don't know why I'm not a huge fan of baseball or anything, but baseball movies do uh, do often do it for Well, me. It's, it's America's pastime. It's got, it's got this sort of glory about it, this glow, this um, mystique about <laughs> baseball. How does it compare with Angels in the Outfield? Um, <laughs> or A League of Their Own? Um, uh, it, it, Almost as good. Okay. okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, it's, it's actually, for, for as much as it's a baseball film, it's a, uh, it's a management baseball film. So yeah. you don't see terribly much of the game. There's a small amount, enough to get you through if that's what you really want. But it, it's it's more of a, almost like a financial film, to put it that way. Well, it's about them trying to game the system by using statistics. Right? Well, so they, as, as a company, the Oakland Athletics can't compete with the likes of the Yankees because the Yankees have nearly $100 million more to spend on their players. So after making the finals and making the World Series and losing in five games... They find that their three best players have been bought out by the Yankees, the Red Sox, and I think Cleveland. And so these places have a lot of money and they can afford to buy their players. So they're losing their three best players, which is you know, a pain in the ass. So while they're trying to replace these players and, and in this aged system, which doesn't really work, they go and get, uh, or while he's going to trade, he meets Joan Hill's character, who tells him that it's not about getting the named players. It's about getting the, the statistics. It's about buying wins. And how do you buy wins? You cover the statistics. So so their, their player that was averaging 33% on base, they cover that by getting three players that then average 33% on base. So they make up for it in that way. So it's a, rather than going and boring the batshit out of everyone, it's quite a good film. Okay, cool. I read it. Uh, Music-wise, a couple of good things music-wise. Listen to a... Uh, Rather nice album today after interviewing a guy named Cascade. Yeah. Who's a American uh, house artist. Okay. Uh, his album's called Ice and Fire or Fire and Ice. And it's really interesting because it's, uh, it's almost like two albums together. So while the Fire album oh, is... deep, dude. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> is, all of the, is all the straight al- the straight songs almost like a David Guetta style thing. Then the second album is those songs again, but remixed in a different way, written in a different way. So whether they are more of a dance song or more of a club hit or anything like that. Uh, really clever album. The way they sort of had dance music and a change to the songs. It's nice to see 
two sides of a, of a track. Well, it's been done before with, you know, you might get a studio version then a live version exactly. kind of thing. Or you get a or more, more a remix version, which is where, where the song is like a hard, hard-hitting hard dance club anthem. Yeah. Then the song moves into a, uh, a like like a beat track, which is more, uh, more uh, I guess... Melodic than it was than it was just a bass, and so it was a nice change. It was quite interesting to see. Um, so is this a new album? Yeah, new album this year. Quite, he was a cool guy. I, had okay. a chat, I interviewed him this morning or this afternoon. He was a nice guy. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the other album I listened to is by Josh T. Pearson. It was released this year. It's called The Last Country Gentleman. And the reason I picked up this album was because he kind of looked cool. He had a big beard, long hair, <laughs> and uh, on the front cover of the album, there's a booby. So <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, I do pick my albums by <laughs> giant haired guys. Oh no, I, I see where this is going. Yeah, so there is there is a, a woman bearing one breast. Yeah, tits sell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, really good album. Really good album. It's it's it is country, but it's quite quite soulful and harrowing and all that sort of stuff and a couple of long tracks a couple of 10 minute tracks and so cool. really interesting quite a good album worth a listen probably gonna sneak in my top five i think i think it may knock something out which is interesting gonna be hard oh trouble, trouble country on. album getting into the top five i, 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 had, I had a revelation you may have seen it but uh i think i like country music yeah. is this just from this album or no this is from 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 listening to a few things and realizing no, that i'm enjoying country. country and i like my, my qualifier is that i'm white so I think it's understandable. You know, you're gonna have to. I'm white, white and I drive a Ute. I'm safe. It's white folk music. So are you gonna have to move to uh, South America now? I could just or, move to yeah. like um, Tamsworth or something. <laughs> Same thing, I guess. Yeah. Well, at least at least I won't be kept uh, out of the loop with the million of country you'll music have, awards yeah, I have. So you'll have to go to the Denny Ute Master. Oh God. Anyway, I think I like country music. That's a cool. new revelation. So. All right. Sorry, um, folks. Might bring that up more. Get onto a bit of news just quickly. Oh, whatever. 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 Can't Don't mind me about all the things I did. Uh, Played Skyrim the whole time. Yeah. So Nick's got us. Uh, sorry, uh, Ben's got us some information on the PS Vita launch. Yeah. So the PlayStation Vita, which is still coming out in February, uh, they announced the launch lineup of all the games that would be coming out uh, at that time with the console, and it's a pretty awesome lineup. So we got. I'll just run through the list: Uncharted, Golden Abyss, Wipeout 2048, Reality Fighters, Little Deviants, One Nation Races Road Trip. Everybody's Golf. Hells yeah! Escape Plan, Unit 13, Hustle Kings, Motorstorm RC, and Top Darts. So, uh, and that's just at launch, there's probably a few more coming in the weeks after and everything. And, you know, out of that list, Uncharted, Wipeout, Blood Nation, Everyone's Golf, and Unit 13, Motorstorm, they're like, that's half that list that is a top game of games, yeah. yeah. That, you know, compared to the 3DS launch, you know, the start of this year, that's. Was yeah. struggling to find one good game amongst them. It was struggling to find one good game. And there was only four games at launch. Well, how, so. how many of those games are actually long that aren't, aren't like golf, which is pick up and play, or what that what that little creatures or whatever that thing was is probably just a pick up and play. Yeah, little deviance is a mini game collection. Exactly. I think a lot of those are probably mini game related. Well, Unit Thirteen is a full like third person shooter kind yeah. of game. It's hard to say how long stuff like that and Uncharted Mot- will be. Yeah, Motorstorm and Mod Nation will be your usual racing game. So yeah. you get as much out as you want. And Wipeout. Well, you get as much out as uh, trucks and cars you get. Yeah, no, but in the sense of a lot of people will keep playing. You know, like I would say. Not if, um, if there's five tracks and three cars. Yeah, Mario Kart 64, you know, even if it had been half the game, I still probably would have sunk a thousand hours into the game in the end. Well, that, that's Mario Kart's not a not as much a solo game, whereas those are, you look at something like a Vita, I don't know if everyone's going to be buying a Vita day one. I don't know if everyone's going to be buying them 
Well, you can at least... Most of these are pretty much solo games. You can at least play them on uh, online for a lot of them. Okay, online. Fair enough, fair enough. Unit 13 has co-op, which it looked like you could play online or local. I assume Wipeout has the same kind of thing, which... Those Wipeout games have been pretty decent length the last is it, Is this Wipeout as in the TV show or as in... No, the, uh, no, no, no. The race, the... Oh, oh as in as a Wipeout. Yeah, uh, the futuristic yeah. Wipeout, not the uh, let's punch people in the face with fake boxing gloves Wipeout. God damn, that show's so good though. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> well, you can get the uh, Xbox Live Arcade Wipeout game if yeah. you're into that. Maybe I should. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm just impressed with, you know, I'll definitely be picking up Uncharted, possibly... Wipeout, and then if those games aren't the longest, then at least there's other things to keep you uh, occupied until the next set of uh, good yeah. titles come but out. I, mean, I they believe there's a Twisted Metal to come. Like I'm, I'm not beta, I don't think so, on PS3, yeah. Just thinking from that front, are, are things like the, like the golf game things that are going to be able to compete with the likes of an iPhone? Because well, I've, uh, I've got I've got Tiger Woods Golf on my iPhone, and I've got countless courses and... Yeah, I've fun. got Everybody Golf on my 3DS, I had it on my iPhone and on my PlayStation Beta now. But I mean, I mean, for, My PlayStation you, Portable. You, you love it. Yeah. But is everyone, everyone in the world going to look at that and go, I need to get this for this, or are they going to go, oh, that's cool. iPhone, golf, sweet, <laughs> playing golf on my iPhone. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's one of the titles that people are going to rush yeah. out no, my probably system not. for. But mm. it's just good to have that option if you're in. I'm still, I'm still baffled that there are that many people outside of Japan that are going to rush out and buy the system. Well, I mean, like, that's a pretty impressive list, and then if you think you've got stuff like the Metal Gear Collection and Final Fantasy But I mean, who, who, plays, who plays handheld games? Well, I, I've mentioned, you know, yeah, enough times in the podcast yeah. that I'm, I'm a big fan of them at the moment, but... Yeah, um, but you're, you're a hard, you're a hard like, heavy into gaming. Like, the average person isn't going to buy a, a Vita. I mean, the average just, person's probably got kids who's they still, bought a 3DS. They still buy, they still sell quite well. Like, the PSP was not a bad-selling console in Australia or, or just or worldwide you, in general well, worldwide you're including Japan which go mm. nuts for that stuff That's but even in different. Australia it wasn't horrible like overall it's just not going to be as big I as think a, it was still dominated by I think console. it was still the lowest of all of the yeah, all the but, consoles but it's the sort of thing of it's they're two the different it's completely different audiences in a lot of cases in the sense of you got the home console market and I, I just mean overall like I, I don't think your average person's going to go I really need to buy a well, I think and, and like they need to market to the average person, otherwise they won't sell enough. I think since the uh, iPhone and smartphones in general have come along, a lot of people that might have casually bought a Game Boy back in the day mm. would just be playing games like, you know, yeah. you play Bejeweled or whatever. Well, that's me. IPhone. That's me. I would have probably, I'd probably go buy one, but really, I just don't need it. I've got an iPhone that has enough games to keep me busy while I go to work and yeah. come home. But I think there's still a whole bunch of people, yeah, out, there of people out there that want to play every Uncharted game. And then, yeah. you know, if you want to do that, then you got to get a Vita. Or just want to play a portable device. You know, it doesn't suit but, for but you, what, but there's would, a lot What of would make them get that instead of a 3DS? Friends. If, um... Yeah, but everyone's got 3DSs, yeah. man. Well, no, not many people have 3DSs. A lot of people have DSs. Well, there you um, go. A lot of people have DSs and 3DSs. If a lot of people... If you had a whole lot of friends that were hardcore gamers and they all... But have you got a lot of friends that have how much is it going to be on release? Four hundred dollars. Three fifty. Three fifty. Have you got a lot of people that got three hundred fifty dollars to sink on a platform before spending fifty dollars on a game? I don't know. Look, you'll you'll probably find that a lot of people will, and it's also it's probably not even our audience. It's probably the high school audience more than anything else. But even by the time you go, like, they might not pick it up on launch, but eventually mm. it'll come down in price. You'll pack a few games in, and then more of the casual people would be inclined to pick it up. So by that time, you know there'll be yeah. enough titles out there. That, I just think it's a losing battle. Really well, handheld gaming overall. That's what I thought until the DS outsold every console on the market. Oh, well, the DS is a little different. The DS is a kid's... This, this, we're talking 10 and under. 
and we're talking every kid ten and under owns a yeah, DS. Yeah, but a lot of people over ten as well have a DS. Not, yeah. not, not to the like. If you looked at a I ratio, know. it'd be probably but probably not, five to it's one. Not really, about the ratio. It's about the sheer sales numbers. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. certainly saw in Hong Kong a couple of years ago there was eighty year old people on the train. It's a different with, market that we're talking about. A different market. You can't compare Australia to Japan and and Hong Kong. It's a global console launch. It's not like the game is not coming out. Sony doesn't give a shit about Australia. No, not at all. They don't care about us as a market. I don't know why you give a shit about Australia. But as long as there is a market at all for these games... Yeah, they'll win. Yeah, I, I do agree that it probably... Just like what, those those Japanese sex games or whatever? Yeah, Just we'll, Catch the girl on the train or whatever they are. We'll get lots of uh, Japanese dating games, hopefully, at yeah. some stage. Amazing. <laughs> but of course, they probably outsell Bloody Mario these days, so... No doubt, no doubt. And Rampage... <laughs> The classic arcade game is heading to the big screen. Anyone excited for that? Yep. No. Very much so. I yeah, love that um, game. I played, I played Rampage on 64. For the people listening that don't know what Rampage is, because I think the last one was 64, 64 yeah. and it didn't sell well. What is it? You're a giant monster. I guess you get to choose out of four. And you beat up buildings. Yeah. Uh, generally uh, American cities. Okay. You get to punch buildings to death. Yeah. But apparently in America. Basically. It's pretty much almost. I rate a, it. I rate almost it. Almost a side-scrolling King Kong. Yeah, I played it on the Atari Lynx back in the day. I did play a lot of it. It does seem like you they, love your Lynx. Yeah, you well, used to bring it to like class and stuff. I, I brought it to university. I did a project on it once. Oh, so I was that's a pro. That's why you had it there because I remember playing it and I was like, "Whoa, this yeah, is, this is cool. crazy." I remember playing this game. It was like that, the the jungle one or whatever it was. That's yeah, Toki, please. Yeah, get that's it right. <laughs> No, I I do remember bringing it up to to uni that day and uh, we we did a project in pairs and me and my uh, mate who we were doing it with we were supposed to have a link between our two presentations and we didn't have one so we just went up and did our presentations and hope no one noticed and then on the uh, report back what we got we were like great link between your presentations amazing I'm like sweet nailed that one was, it, was, this, was this Mark Schwartz or was it uh, Dean whatever his name was uh, I can't remember. I'm assuming this was pop culture. Yeah, it was. Okay. Just to talk about a very specific amount of people that know pop culture at uh, Swimburn University and uh, Swimburn University. I can't believe you guys had a subject on pop culture. That Dude, it was so incredible. Unfair. I got to bring my links to school. I know. <laughs> I would have killed that class. But yeah, uh, going back to to Rampage, it's it just seems like it's going to be a movie about giant monsters attacking a city, which isn't a bad concept. It just seems like they didn't well, need you to... Could, you could go by... Godzilla versus the Mothman, really. Exactly. You don't need by the Rampage. Which is, is there another really good one after Godzilla and the Mothman? It's like well, Metal Mothman. Godzilla versus Blue Mothman. Mecha Godzilla, and I believe Mothra, not the Mothman. Mothman. Yeah. <laughs> Although maybe you should pitch that one to a new light. Yeah. It's got legs. I reckon I get up there. But like, it seems like after movies like they bought the license to Asteroids, and Battleship, Battleship, exactly. Monopoly. Battleships was Rihanna. Well, the whole battleship thing, it's like, it doesn't even seem like they... I mean, the, I guess the movie's got battleships, but it's also got aliens, which I'm pretty sure weren't in that game. So it's just like, they're doing whatever they want anyway. Yeah. Why buy the license? That's it. They bought the license. I think it's the name, though. Rock, paper, just want the name, because like, legally they yeah. probably can't use the name to make a movie. But they probably gonna, would have to pay. They've probably got the rights to the name in general. Are you going to go see the movie Battleship no. anymore? Because it was based on... I'm not going to see it anyway. Absolutely. I'm just curious of how many people are going to see I'm Rampage. I'm time poor. That's, like, that's like an hour and ten you know, minutes of my life. I Rampage sounds like the ultimate D-grade film from the early 90s. I mean, I, I, I would, might be actually pretty good. I'm curious how many people are going to see it because it's called Rampage. Mm. Hopefully there'll be like Doom. Hopefully it's better than Doom. 
Why? Why are you gonna hate on it? Doom was great, man. Why are you gonna hate on Doom? A first person scene in the game. You can't. You can't movie. pretend that that game was ever gonna be amazing with, or that movie was ever gonna be amazing with a first person scene in it. Mm. Just gotta take it for what it is. Maybe Rampage could have a uh, third person scene where a side scroller. Yeah, where <laughs> it's just people uh, getting chucked out of buildings. I can only hope. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. It will see if it actually gets made, but someone paid a lot of money for that new line, apparently. Paid a whole lot of money for it. And something I'm kind of interested in is the uh, rumour that Sony's going to make a um, Smash Brothers style game with all of their characters in it. Yep. Which yeah. will be good. It could be awesome. Yeah, well, it seems like it's a rumour, but it also seems like there's pretty solid evidence that this thing could actually. Uh... Nathan Drake's going to fuck up everyone. <laughs> well, that, that is the thing with these kind of games, there's always the key characters that everyone gravitates to. But uh, you can imagine it'd be cool having Nathan Drake from Uncharted fighting yeah. Cole from Infamous and that kind of thing. Except for someone uh, rumoured that it's going to have bloody Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. Well, there was the one kind of leaked screenshot yeah. was of Sweet Tooth. Which well, I did, see, I did see some amazing uh, IGN work in the favourite characters they'd like to see. Yeah, they had a few. Uh, yeah, there's a guy from Medieval there. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you wait the uh, the skeleton. Yeah, no, so Daniel Fortescue. Of That's course, you know the fucking name. Or it's because at the beginning of goddamn Medieval One, it's like, hello, I'm Sir Daniel Fortescue, and I'm like, that is imprinted on my brain. It's so annoying. <laughs> I remember that was a good game. I rated it. That was really fun. Was I have no idea what I did in there. I just like ran. Or was, did you run or something like that? You collected? I think so. Diamonds think... or something strange like that. Yeah, yeah. you were like a three D moment. Yeah. It was a 3D platform. It was, like, it was like the first Crash Bandicoot. Kind of, but not as good. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're probably uh, fair in, enough. You're defending Medieval. <laughs> Go ahead. I actually found an old PS1 game the other day, which was just a, a demo I found that I totally forgot even existed called Pandemonium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, going back to a really old sort of 3D platformer. Yeah, like side-scrolling 3D platformer thing. I yeah. never really played it, but I know it was uh, quite popular. And then yeah. made a sequel as well. Mm-hmm. And it was on the Nokia N-Gage for anyone who actually played that. How game. do you know that? Because it was like one of two games on the console. <laughs> Which one was the N-Gage? Was that the phone that was like that big? Yeah, so basically Nokia... I had a friend that had that. He had, he had Sonic on it. We used to play Sonic a lot. Nice. Nokia was trying to but make... You had to buy the cartridges though. Yeah, and yeah. one of the weird things is you had to take out the battery to put the cartridge in. So, uh, yeah, they obviously spent a lot of time uh, thinking about that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for anyone who isn't familiar, Nokia, basically back in the day, made a video game console slash phone before the days of the iPhone or the uh, Sony Xperia Play and all that kind of stuff. And it was unsuccessful and you had to hold it sideways so you looked really stupid when you talked on it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, at least it had, it had pandemonium on it. <laughs> but, yeah, the, I don't know, just a uh, game could be cool playing Sweet Tooth or Jack and Daxter beating each other up and stuff. What else we got? The uh, Harry Potter director is making a Doctor Who movie. Whatever. <laughs> what does that mean? Is that... Oh, seriously, Doctor Who's not bad. Fuck off. Do we really need a movie? No, I don't think so. Just but... wait another five years and then you can bring out another series again. I don't think I've actually ever watched a single episode of Doctor Who. It's good, alright. It's good. It's a good show. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Okay. Um, New stuff was okay. Danny Tennant was alright. Yeah, yeah. Classics are good. Tennant was awesome. But, uh, yeah, apparently this one isn't going to have anything to do with all these episodes. So, Kurt, you're all caught <laughs> up. It seems kind of pointless at this stage to make a movie based on that property be and not tying it in. It'll be cashing in on the fans. 
in the same way that, you know, they could make a Star Wars film that didn't exist in the Star Wars universe and everyone would still go see it. But it's also pissing off the fans because yeah. it doesn't What, have... like Caravan of Courage or something like that? <laughs> I don't know if that many people would saw Caravan of Courage. I didn't even know what that is. Uh, it's Ewok movie. Oh. And it was Hunt for Endor or, or... Is that like the Christmas special or something? Uh, kind of, but I think it's an actual... No, the Christmas special was... Forgotten now, I think. I think but George Lucas refuses to admit it. Along those lines, it's a little bit more realistic. The Christmas special was like a joke. I think yeah, okay. it, was, it was like a comedy. They still got Ewoks in it. Yeah, yeah. Ewoks Battle for Endor. So, it was a made-for-TV movie, so yeah, it probably didn't get good numbers in the yeah. theater. Skyrim's been patched. Which uh, yeah, no tomorrow. tomorrow. We did. We did have. Yeah, the, but uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be patched. And on PS3, I think the patch is already out. Wow, yeah. that patch worked really well. My game yeah. works perfectly now. Um, what did you? Uh, what was this Skyrim? Uh, post that you're talking about where apparently the whole of Elder Scrolls is in there? Apparently um, Skyrim has all of uh, Morrowind and Cyrodiil in it. In the map face. But you can't access out. it? Can't access it because it's all blocked off by mountains. But um, I think someone on PC used no clipping on the map or something like and that. And it's all there. And zoomed over and there are, they're there. There, there are certain landmarks right. further in, deeper from where you can be that are shaped like the sections of those worlds and it looks like there's the entrance to it yeah so it yeah yeah like there's this there's, there's, spot you can't go through what? yeah it's just a gate that is blocked off well I, I guess there was always talk that like as soon as once the once it went gold they were, they were talking you know massive massive DLC coming yeah I, I would have thought they'd want to put more in but I guess if they did like a for something like you know $35 $30 they could nearly put in Something the size of Morrowind and get good sales, even if it was up to forty, fifty dollars. Yeah, I'd, I'd play buy it. Morrowind again. I wouldn't play Elder Scrolls. Uh, sorry, Oblivion again, but I'd play. Well, no, well, you wouldn't be playing the old game. You'd be just accessing yeah. the old area. Yeah, but that's a huge amount of your disc sort of property to be wasting. Well, it didn't. Well, it's only land. There's not. It's not like the the stuff's yeah. on it. It's yeah, just. Yeah, it's just true. the landmass. It's yeah. The the texture packs aren't really there. It's just. Green, there you go. Like green all the way. exclusive. We're going to get the rest of the areas open in DLC. No, just yeah, no. We'll... By exclusive, you mean a, a week ever after everyone else? Yeah, has <laughs> come to that conclusion. But uh, I don't know. It seems like that's the kind of game that uh, if you saw that in a lot of other games, you'd be like, oh, okay. But it seems like Skyrim. Maybe there's actually potential for that kind of thing to become its own expansion because you know that game's huge already. Why not make it triply yeah. as big? Even to play Morrowind again with the new graphics and style would be not a bad... Well, if you've got a good computer, you can usually mod Morrowind up to you know, nearly the quality. That is but... true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. And then releases for this week, very important. Because something very important came out this Well, will be coming out this week. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, on the... There's a couple of ones that have already passed. On the 25th, we had Tekken Hybrid on PS3. Didn't I, know I missed that out. one yeah. last week. I didn't put it on the list because I totally skim past it. I, I don't know why they haven't been promoting that one. What is it? It's basically a remake of Tekken 12 Tournament in HD and it comes with the Tekken movie which is like a new Tekken 3D animated movie. Right, and so then, cashing in on the games that they've already released once before. But then there's also a demo for Tekken Tag Tournament 2 which is coming out as well. Okay. And that's it's called like Tekken Tag Tournament 2 Prologue I think and so it's got its own trophies and that kind of stuff so uh, it's it is separate, it's like its own thing, so, you know. Right. Do you think you... Tekken's still relevant? Well, as for those kind of party games where you just jump on and want to smash your friends people, up. Yeah. yeah, it's still Well, I wonder fun. whether, because um, I guess the, the, the three I think of as the realistic fighters, or, you know, not Smash Bros, something stupid like that, the ones that 
the classic genres were Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and Tekken. Yeah. And I think they've, I don't know whether they've, I guess they're always going to release one each mm. time, but they, they really all don't do that well. well I guess the last like, one that did really well was probably Street Fighter. I think yeah. Street Fighter is Well, there's Soul Calibur as well, you're yeah. right, and, and Dead or Alive. Yeah. I think Street Fighter is, Fighter is the one that the hardcore you know, fighting game tournaments and stuff usually revolve around. Yeah, I think it's time. a little more balanced than what the other ones are. Yeah. Because Mortal Kombat's, we, we, we went through and played it, and that's pretty unbalanced. Yeah, no, Mortal Kombat was always about just having fun and dicking around. I don't know, Mortal Kombat was having your ass kicked over and over and over and yeah. over. The, certainly the first um, three games, I got dominated every time. But Street Fighter was always more of a serious, more competition-based sort of uh, fighting game compared to the others. And then Tekken was a bit more realistic. But, uh... Yeah, it's it's been a while since the last Tekken Six, I think. So, uh, but they're they're also still doing Street Fighter X Tekken, um, but it seems like this is kind of filling the gap between it. Which well, like Marvel Capcom or well, something. Well, they're like that. doing Street Fighter versus Tekken, and then Tekken versus Street Fighter, and each teams. Yeah, doing their except own. I think they're gonna finish uh, Tekken Tag Tournament two First before they fight. start work on the Tekken X Street Fighter game. So uh, that one could be a while off, but yeah, it seems like. It's more Tekken. Well, what happened? What happened to Mugen? Do you remember that game? Mugen. That's Mugen? like the uh, the PC emulator that you could put yeah. just about every single character from every game ever in it. It's kind of like an unofficial. Right. Yeah, but you had to code it. I can never figure out how to code it. I'm sure you could find one that's already been done for you. Yeah, I actually find it pretty hard to find these days. Anyway, it was good. Worth worth checking out. If you don't know what Mugen is, then I'll, I'll try and you missed out on getting to fight Homer against um, <laughs> against. Was a Peter Griffin basically? Right. That was probably most of the fights that happened in that game. Well, you could do stuff like uh, put the different version of Street Fighter characters against each other and that kind of. Oh, thing. okay. Yeah, and all all the background stages, all the music and stuff. So people basically made the ultimate mashups of all those kind of games, um, but obviously unfairly balanced by the end of it. But uh, still fun, still fun. And then another fighting game that came out the same day was King of Fighters 13, which uh, is I'm, huge in Asia. Yeah, I played. A bit of 12. I wasn't a really big fan of it. The graphics are nice. It's like 2D sprites and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that one came out. And on Saturday, which is a pretty weird release date for the video games, but uh, Mario Kart 7 comes out on the 3DS. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely uh, Mario Kart DS was one of the, you know, most played kind of competitive or like, you know, just casual yeah. party games for uh, that console. And, uh yeah, definitely going to be sinking some hours. And it's, it's a game that very nicely translates over to a portable system. Oh, definitely. And also with you know the ability to just take it to your friend's house, and even if they don't have a copy of the game, you could download it. Yeah, you do the share system and all that. Yeah, yeah, so I assume they're doing all that stuff with this one, and the added hang gliders, and uh, yeah, I'll be picking that up next week, so hopefully I'll be able to tell you guys about that soon. Sounds good. Sweet. I'll also be picking it up. Um, Steam has a big sale on. Um, Did you buy anything? The one dollar double deal that you got. The uh, Cthulhu saves the world and Breath of Death Seven. That's the one. I got those two. So they're kind of like two new old school RPGs. Yeah, they look like a SNES RPG as such. They're very close to Breath of Fire and the the early Final Fantasies by SquareSoft. Yeah, and uh, I think they're like pretty comedy based, mm. which seems kind of cool. That it's for a dollar for two games, you can't really go exactly. Wrong. But the sale is still going for a little bit longer, I believe. Yeah, I also got another game, Janestown, which is kind of like a top-down bullet hell kind of oh, shooting okay. game. It was like seven bucks, which is a pretty sweet deal. Normally, I buy stuff in these sales and then never actually 
get around to installing yes, them. I have a library full of them. Yeah, but I actually got to the point of downloading it, installing it, and upgrading my drivers to get it to work. <laughs> all right. So it's almost playing it. Yeah, typical PC stuff. Yeah. Might as well just sell and rebuild. Right. Well, it's the kind of game where you can uh, connect your Xbox uh, controller to it and play and stuff, so that seems pretty cool. It definitely looks like it's uh, worth checking out with the old school kind of sprite graphics and everything like that. Excellent. If you like those, you know, kind of Ikaruga or Dodonpachi shooting games, it's along those lines by the looks of things. Something that's a little different. You might get stuck yeah. in a bit of music talk. I don't know whether you've seen this amazing picture. I got sent it by a friend and now it's up on Reddit on like the front page and I don't know whether, I hope he took the photo because that'd be, that'd be amazing. But basically it's a, you know how in JB Hi-Fi, which is an Australian retailer, there's those little plaques below yeah, the cards to, to let you know, you know, about the album and things like that. It's like so kind of in-store reviews. Yeah, exactly. It's always like, Modern Warfare is great, kill the Nazis or something like that, you know, four stars and all yeah, that sort of I, thing. I saw a good one back in the day that I think someone basically reviewed Call of Duty as if it was Halo. Yeah, yeah I think I think someone would played those games and things like that and made, yeah. it, made a bit of a joke. Um, but this one's the one for Lou Reed Metallica. So it's got Lou Reed and Metallica. Lou Reed talks over Metallica playing boring jams. Probably the worst thing ever. <laughs> That's some amazing advertising within their own shop. It was like $22. Yeah. Pick it up in store right now. I'll chuck that picture in the uh, website. Yeah, yeah, so I've just grabbed this. Uh, right. But that's it's pretty hilarious. And I saw it a couple of days ago and I'm... I can't believe how much, how how much, how many people will have seen it now. Yeah, it will be uh, interesting how long that lasted in store. I suspect not long. I don't know. I think it was pretty fair. Uh, not a fair assumption. I didn't dislike the album. I think it was. A lot of people did, but that's because, as you've said, Lou Reed fans are rabid. Metallica, Metallica fans are rabid, and they don't like, and they fuck around. Don't like anyone going near any of their music. So yeah. if you just take it as what it is, which isn't a Lou Reed album, it isn't a Metallica. In fact, it really, it, it really is a like, if if anyone's a Lou Reed fan, they should realise that it probably is just a Lou Reed album with slightly heavier music in the backing. I listened to like the main single or whatever. I didn't really get it, but uh, I don't know. Have you used um, uh, I can't remember it's called CloudStream or something like that? Is that what it's called? Let me just find it. SoundCloud. That's right. Thank you, Mike. So, have you used SoundCloud? No, I don't. Think so, so, it's quite an interesting uh, website. So, I'm just going to jump on it now. So, uh, SoundCloud is basically a website where generally artists will put up their own music and from there people can comment on the music. So you go on the website, you play it, and as you're playing through it'll come up with people's comments at that point in time. Oh, like what people thought. at that point of the song? Yeah. That's cool. So you get some good ones where people get really angry and they just comment generically, but then you can get spots that are like, you know, this is, this is a great section. Yeah, you, know, right. you, you, you certainly can see what other people think of the music at the same time while you're listening to it, which is quite a clever cool. idea. So it's well worth checking out. I sort of just browse the main, just the main tracks that are up there. I think you've got to sign in or join up or something like that. I might check it out and actually find out whether you've got to pay or anything. So can we listen like to that. all your awesome tracks on there? My tracks? Yeah. I know your spoken word versions of Lutalica or something. <laughs> I think they're their own spoken word versions. Or maybe you can take but, uh, it to that, the that's next where I saw. That's where I saw the first time I heard Metallica was on, or the Lou Reed Metallica was on that website. So big bands have also got their stuff on Yeah, they do. Like a lot of DJs have their stuff up there. So I'm just going to try and jump in. If uh, what, what what would you think of a website like this? Would this be something you'd use? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I don't know. I don't really care what other people think about the music. Well, at like, least on um, I'll pass I'll pass a piece of music around friends and say, hey, check it out. What do you think? But um, it's not really one where I go where you know someone goes, oh, this is a really great section. Um, 
it, it, it might be a great section, but if I hate it, I hate it. So it's the sort of thing where I just sort of like to be a bit more... I don't like to really know what other people think about specific songs or stuff other than just check out this album, you might like it. Mike, you know, my best mate who's sitting on the floor next to us pretending not to be here, will quite often pass me on, you know, metal that I haven't heard of or Psytrance I haven't heard of yet and say, yeah, listen to this music. And that's always great because I find new stuff. But um, I'm certainly not going sort of to him and going, all right, halfway through this Infected Mushroom song, what did you think about this next little segment? But I suspect yeah. it's more for artists to get oh, critiques on their yeah, own yeah, work. Yeah. So if you know you're working on something, you're not hundred percent sure, then yeah. people can go, oh yeah, well, let me know which bits suck, which bits yeah. are awesome, and then mix it again and chuck it up to see, you know, if they can get more comments. On yeah, it. And that's why it would be for me as such as mo- there's, like a, lot of, there's a lot of there's a lot of house music. music. There's a lot of yeah. house music up there, and it's particularly I think for house artists and, and those could, sort of things to re- to see whether their build up works well. And to see whether they can improve it, because yeah, there's always imagine, remixes especially coming from out. New artists, it'd be a great thing. To well, there's have. a lot of there's there's a ton. I'm just looking at the recently added. There's a ton of new artists that add stuff. Just you know, nufty people that just write it and release it. But um, I guess the main one is uh, Cascade, who I was talking about before. He's got stuff up there, so it's 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 quite interesting to see that uh, that someone of his caliber, who's actually very quite popular. Number the album was number seven in the US. Yeah, I think uh, the latest one. So it's quite quite a high. Track, and I think it's going to be competing with David Guetta for, I think he's probably going to get a top 10 single at some point in the future. You'd want to be a uh, pretty thick skin though, because you get a lot of people that don't listen to your genre, fucking spam the hell out of I, you. I don't see it that much. Like, right. if, you, if you go on here, like, there's a lot of positive comments. Okay. I'm sure you can probably remove comments, but there's a lot of positive comments on here. That's cool, because if you see YouTube, they've added the option to have the top two comments appear promoted up. But uh, YouTube does get a lot of haters, so... Maybe... YouTube is basically just a flame war, really. Yeah. So if just straight up, isn't it? <laughs> if this is more, um, you know, positive criticism, that could be uh, a better audience for, you know, to promote your music and that kind of thing. Or at least get some feedback. Yeah, that's true. I think I, I, I quite like the idea. And I, I'm, I'm a, I love my music and very much involved in the music industry. So I kind of like to to see what other people think at the same time. Well, it's always interesting to see, like, the new ideas and technology behind this stuff as well. 90% yeah. of the music I listened to was from the 90s, so I can't really <laughs> comment on that. No wonder we don't get along very well. Yeah. 90s was a great area. Area? Area. Wow, English is the first language for this fella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right, talking too fast. Did you want to talk about this uh, Tales of Abyss thing? Or you might want to mention it. Just you like, can, because I don't know anything about it. This is a bit of a consumer advice more than anything else. It's probably well, something people can know. It just seemed weird that uh, I was looking to get the new 3DS game, Tales of Abyss, last week. And I just, basically, I found the Australian release date. where It was supposed to come out, and just nowhere had it. And apparently the reason was because JB Hi-Fi has it exclusively. And so I just thought that was interesting to see a retailer get like exclusivity on one of these things. Yes, I buy most of my things at JB. I've, I've found that walking in, they're a lot cheaper. Um, I, I, I'll shop around for the best price because most people price match anyway, but certainly I don't like this idea, even though it's becoming more and more common, of exclusivity on pre-release It's mainly stuff. content. There's a lot yeah. of extra content and with releases and every like fucking place has a different thing mm-hmm. and then you're like, do I want to get this or do I want to get this or do I want to get this? Yeah. Why don't they just release it all in one pack? Really? But Why? Why separate it all? Tales of the Abyss, this sort of situation is scary because if it starts taking off and they start actually getting it where I know GameStop in America gets a lot of exclusive stuff 
there is no price matching and there is no competition on price and exactly. you pay what they want you to pay. Well, I wonder whether the the gaming companies probably won't like that. Like, I think Tales of the Abyss might not be a big release. Well, like, that's really, thought, in the grand thought, scheme of things. Yeah, you know, maybe at night, not even be coming out of here because it's not the biggest, you know, widely known yeah. franchise. But I, I very much doubt that ever, like, I'm serious, I'm going to say it right now, I, I doubt that ever a AAA title, a major AAA title, will be locked off to one retailer because it is, it, it will not get the sales figures that they want. You think they'd ever, ever, ever get a Modern Warfare game locked off to one yeah, retailer? Be, you're going you're gonna to sell 5 million copies from one retailer? You'd probably so. also find that it's actually against anti-competition laws as well. Well, no, I don't, I don't think you find it with exclusives everywhere. Yeah, no, no, but to lock your product to... Yeah, but it wouldn't be forever. It would only be for oh, an exclusive so. release for a day early or something Certainly like that. systems get it um, fairly regularly where Sony will get something a couple of weeks before Xbox or and vice versa. Where a game will come out. On well, yeah, that, that's, that's exactly the same as what this is, really. Yeah, and and, I'm, and I don't dig that either. The idea that one system gets it earlier if it's ready for both. Like obviously, we're not going to get Mass Effect One on both systems simultaneously, cause, you know, or Mass Effect Two, sorry, because PlayStation got it six months later because they weren't originally going to release it for them. But when you've got, you know, games coming out a week apart, that's not cool. Yeah. At least you know where to get tales of this now. Yep. But, uh, Jamie Harper. Yeah, it, it is a shame that like Target has been doing cheap deals for stuff like the new Mario games that came out for that console, and so it's quite annoying that you can't do those price matching or you know pick it up there for. And then, yeah, it fucks up your traded policies as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if if you tried to trade it in at somewhere like EB if they would accept it. Yeah. Well, for that matter, whether or not they would accept it open-handedly, so then they have a copy that they can legally sell because it's not a. Yeah, first release game. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a huge fan. I just hope this kind of thing doesn't take yeah. off yeah, too absolutely. seriously. But yeah, like Nick said, I don't think with some of the AAA titles it'll be too big yeah. of an issue. But uh, yeah, if you are trying to track something down, it does make it confusing. Yeah, but you get it. You get it to a, a sort of a, a sort of a point in the sense of you know you look at stuff like World of Warcraft and stuff where you can buy the game discs and a month from a store, mm-hmm. but after that you're buying a subscription from Blizzard directly. I know it's a subscription and so forth, but we are getting stuff that's only coming to Steam and therefore they control the price. And that's on a digital landscape, but, you know, it could actually switch back, you know, to, you know, the situation where we start getting bigger games only at specific stores for the first week and stuff. Because certainly America gets it. And, like, GameStop might have the the one, the first week launch of a game and the rest of them have to wait. Yeah, I remember it might have been The Witcher or something like that when that first came out here. It was only available at EB. Mm. And I, it might have been the kind of thing where I don't know if you could still get it anywhere else. But uh, yeah, it's it's not very common at this point. But uh, yeah, mostly, as you're saying, with add-on packs and that kind yeah. of thing. Or special editions and stuff like that. Yeah, there might be the, you know, the different special editions at each store, which yeah. is also kind of frequently annoying because you can't get everything that, you know, comes yeah, out you of want. the games. Yeah, but, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Just found the most amazing article. Go on. Rihanna had a tantrum after suffering a meltdown in Dublin before going on to on onto the stage. Did she cancel two dates? No, or? no, she hasn't actually cancelled them, so she's still doing them. Um, she's suffering stress after a, a grueling ten month one hundred and one date tour. She just spent a month in the Greek Islands or, <laughs> or somewhere around there relaxing. But she was touring. No, no, no. Well, no, no. She wasn't touring then. She's 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 gone on holiday between no, just, while on this I tour. I just meant she was doing a tour of the Greek islands. Yeah, she was just well, on a uh, Kentucky or something. But I mean, like she's 
Eminem's getting paid a million dollars for every concert he does here. Yeah. She would be on more than a million dollars every concert because she has had a ridiculous number of number ones and is the biggest artist in the world. And she is throwing a tantrum because she's stressed out over this. She works for two hours a night. Yeah. Or and then parties every other time. <laughs> or no, she does. She was... Having a Thanksgiving party where uh, this is this is the best part of the journalistic uh, uh, statement here. Onlookers said Rihanna downed Guinness, and Jameson she needs to get that plug in there. Um, in the end, this is also could just be a publicity stunt. I doubt it. I don't think it's good publicity to say she's suffering a meltdown. All publicity having a is good publicity. Well, not really. I think I think someone like Chris Brown might uh, differ I with you at that point. I reckon he's still selling millions of albums. No, he isn't. Universally despised in the US. Right. He's actually pretty much hated over there now. Australia love him because, you know, beating wives is a popular thing in Australia. No, he just did it wrong. All he needs to do is change his jersey number and play for a different team. He's a singer. I know. I was, yeah. jo- I was making a Kobe reference. Kobe reference? Yeah, Kobe, Kobe hasn't right. changed teams. Oh, no, he's just changed his number. I think he changed his number either. I think he did. <laughs> All right, let's find out. Anyway, yeah. Kobe, Kobe front. But I think, like, Rihanna, yeah. if she's making a million dollars a show... And she's just done a year's worth of tour, and she's probably not really feeling the urge to continue that. If you're making that much money, then she can pretty much do what she wants. And also, who gives a shit? Like on her, like from her behalf, she's rich as hell. I assume her fans give a shit. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, touting her is probably one of the smartest artists because she keeps releasing music. She doesn't hold off for a year and milk out her album when. One, two, three, four, five singles, next album. One, two, three, four, five singles, next album. She's making money and constantly making money. She doesn't piss off for 12 months while she records and waits for people to want her new album and find that the market isn't there anymore. So she's capitalizing while she can. But that's it's a real brat move, really. Oh, well. Like wow. If you're making that much money and if, you're, if you've got that many people that want to come out and listen to you play... Why not be a sport and let him play? Oh, but she can throw a hissy fit and it sounds like she's still going on stage. Yeah. So. You were spot on with Kobe. He did change his number. Thank you. And I believe it was after the rape allegations. Yeah, it was after the rape allegations. I don't think it makes a difference though. Well... well look at Michael Vick. He was yeah. uh, training dogs for fighting and I think he drowned puppies or something horrific like that. And now he's the uh, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. One of the better teams at the moment. So it just, just shows that if you're a sports person, you can survive. Yeah. I think it's a little harder for musical artists because they're more... Like in the US, they don't look up to sports folk as much as they do in Australia. Whereas over here, they really look up to their sporting yeah, celebs. Look at Ablett after he had the ecstasy scandal back in the 90s. People cracked it. He wasn't even playing anymore. Yeah. A little bit late. I think it was because he didn't finish uh, the late 90s. I think it was early 2000s. 2000s, yeah. Well, Still, yeah, he's... He, yeah, Our scandals don't quite compare if it's ecstasy against know, you know, dog fighting. Yeah, it's ecstasy that a chick took while out with him. <laughs> but no, a woman died. A woman. Yeah. I think it was more than ecstasy, I would have thought. No, it was ecstasy. It was ecstasy. It was okay. But yeah. Okay. Morbid topics to be talking about. All right. Anyway, Rihanna, calm oh. down. Go on stage. Play your music. Go on another holiday like you did before. Another. Enjoy, enjoy the fact that you only work for a very small amount every day. Whereas um, most people work full-time all the time. Ah, oh, fucking have fun with your millions. Go buy, like, a country and rule it. She's not that rich. Oh. I don't know. She could buy a small country. Yeah. I don't know. Are there any small countries for sale? Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to be buying Greece. Just to say, any country in the Eurozone, probably avoid at this point in time. 
She can start her own country. Yeah. Rihanna land. <laughs> I'll get citizenship if you're listening, like, Rihanna. Yeah, I will as well. Like Dollywood. One of our rules is not no Kurtz allowed. I yeah. forgot to mention <laughs> that. As a second citizen, I uh, made that rule. Right. Okay. No, no, no Kurtz allowed. Kurtz with a K are allowed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're allowed to have one. That's why my name's Curtis, not Kurtz. Suck it. Now, right. no, we only use nicknames in this country. No. All right. Uh, we should probably end this drowning rat of a podcast this week. All right. Cool. If you enjoyed listening to Kurt eat, write in. Yeah. And if you didn't, suck shit. Um, no, if you want to send us any uh, correspondence or mail or anything like that, send it to podcastpressx.com. That's the one. Dot .au. That's the one. That's the one. Um, and, yeah, thanks for listening. Check out Insane Ramblings. I think you've got a new one up this week or soon. Yeah, we put one up last week and hopefully doing another one tomorrow. Yep, insaneramblings.net. There'll be a link from pressx.com.au as well. Yeah, Ben will be putting it on there. Yeah. In fact, I think it'll be Insane Ramblings. Yeah, yeah, pretty much the cool. usual way to do it. Yeah. Right, one, big, one big link on the on the seventy five point text. <laughs> yeah, it's like one letter has to go on each side because they can't can't go across the page. Yeah, it's too big. I'm pretty much just changing our website slowly but surely to uh, another link to my website. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it though. <laughs> no, there's that much <laughs> traffic going across. We get a bit. All right. I'm Kurt. I'm out. Ben. Nick. Thank you very much. See ya. Bye.